1: I started giving on that level so that God would owe
2: me.
3: Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Harvest responds only to seed, not to prayer.
2: This is not about material wealth. This is about God in his providence orchestrating all of history in order to bring about that which we need more than anything
4: else, and that is to be rescued.
2: It's
0: time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel.
4: From tens and tens to fives and fives, this is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, say goodbye to the days where we could boast, humbly of course, that there are tens and tens of people listening to this here Wretched Radio program. Why? Because we're going to talk politics. Uh, (laughs) You know what that means. We divide from one another. Could there ever be an instance where we must, we should, divide over political issues? Yeah, actually, I think that there are, but not every issue and certainly not when we are in the vetting season. This is the time. We're not in general election time. We are in the the, the prelims where we get to take a look and examine where these different vying politicians stand on the issues that are crucial to Christians. And yet it seems for various reasons, that even a conversation, an examination of somebody's favorite politician inevitably leads to war and division. And I have been plain, there are times that can happen, but it seems to be happening too often especially now we have the opportunity to take a look at, I think it's 12 politicians vying for the Republican nomination. We should be examining them and it doesn't matter who it should be. And yet we live in a climate, don't we, where politics has become so visceral. And if you even in any way, shape or form disagree or critique my favorite politician, Look out, we are two rams that are going to butt heads and that ought not to be. Might I challenge you, if you find yourself with diminishing circles (laughs) of acquaintances because of political infighting, uh, that, that you just find yourself separating from a lot of people that you maybe even used to love, church members, family members, because they don't see it quite the way that you do, I I would simply encourage you to consider if maybe possibly either politics or a particular politician has become your idol. The, The idolatry, our hearts, they're idol factories and we can make anything an idol. And if you find yourself getting agitated with somebody who disagrees because they don't like fill in the blank politician or they say, hey, did you hear what that guy said? We should not be going to the mattresses over this. Now, there are some issues. I've said that and made that plain. But if you're willing to just throw down the gauntlet and divide from anyone with a difference of opinion, my challenge to you as a brother or sister would be examine your heart and see if maybe, just maybe, there's a politician in there. Meet the press as a brand new host. Her name is Kirsten Welker. Meet the Press needs a new name. It should be called Meet the Buzzsaw because this woman apparently throwing out any journalistic integrity. Do they still teach that at journalism school? Constantly interrupting, fighting with, disputing, correcting Donald Trump as he sat down for an hour and 20 minute long interview. This is his first big mainstream media interview i believe since he left office it went on for almost an hour and 20 minutes and we had particular interest when the subject turned to life why well the democrats are going to use this issue to try to win elections because they think that they've got the upper hand because so many people think that abortion is women's health care and she threw out these canards totally unsubstantiated, totally anti-scientific. Well, Mr. President, there are women who are saying that their lives are in danger because they can't get an abortion. Really? Show me that study. Show me that scientific proof to support that claim because it's not true. I think we would do well as Christians to remember we never, ever, ever for any reason want an abortion, ever. You say, well, what about the life of the mother? I say when we go about the business of saving the life of the mother and the life of the child is lost we call that a tragedy but it's not an abortion because it's not the intentional taking up an innocent human life. And she went on for about 15 minutes to just put on the gloves, you know like a journalist should and get into a boxing match with the former president and we're going to eavesdrop because as the leading contender for the Republican nomination shouldn't we still be willing to see where the man stands. And might I again interject on myself, that if you go, well, what? So who do you think is gonna be Biden or Kamala Harris? Maybe just, maybe you need to just have some patience in the prelim season to make sure that we do maintain our Christian values and ideals that the life issue is still paramount for us. We're talking about mass genocide in this country. We are talking about mass murder. The number one cause of death, abortion, globally? This is an issue that should cause us to say, I'll give it a fair hearing. So go ahead, play the Donald Trump clip. And we can, we should, we must as Christians ask, is this a pro-life position that is acceptable to Christians? Did you You sign
5: federal legislation that would ban abortion at 15 weeks? No, no, let me just tell you what I do.
1: I'm gonna come together with all groups and we're gonna have something that's acceptable. Right now, to my way of thinking, the Democrats are the radicals.
4: So he is going to bring together pro-life, pro-choice, and find a compromise. In other words, we are going to pick a number of weeks that we can all say, all right, fine. You can do it up to then, or all right, fine. You can restrict it after that. Is that an acceptable Christian position? You say, well, You're making too much out of what he's saying. Well, let's keep eavesdropping. And I think you're going to hear repeatedly that that the former president, he is willing to accept a compromise that there can be some abortions to make both parties happy. That's an impossible task when it comes to the subject of murder. Nobody would ever say this about rape. I'm going to bring the pro-rape and the anti-rape people together, and we're going to come up with a definition to make both parties happy. We'd say, no, I reject that because rape is rape, and abortion is the intentional taking of an innocent human life, and we Christians cannot compromise on this issue.
1: Because after four and five and six months, but, but you have to say this, after birth, you have New York state and other places that pass legislation
4: where you're allowed to kill the baby after birth. Now, this woman constantly deflects. That's not true. Democrats don't believe that. There's You're, you're, you're talking about less than one percent. Oh, really? Did you know that on February 28th, 2022, only one Democratic senator voted no on an abortion bill? To codify Roe, declaring abortion a fundamental right for any reason throughout all of pregnancy. One Demo- its one percent who doesn't. The lie that is being perpetrated by Kirsten Buzzsaw Welker and others is no, 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 no. Only a few people, and they—they're they're not even in office anymore. That's just not true. Furthermore, did you know that the congressional session 2017 and 18, there was a bill to ban abortions after 20 weeks. It even had, with exceptions, 97% of Democrats voted against it. Don't buy the lie that all Democratic politicians, unless they've gone on record to say otherwise, are willing to take a baby's life up until birth. And we should be asking them, why are you so willing to lie about this? If it's not the taking of a human life, what's the distinction between one minute before and one minute after? Back to our debate.
5: I I want to give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand. I on think this they're
1: plan. all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me what,
4: that, that can't be. It can't be. We, we, we won't be happy until no baby's life is taken. I don't. I don't care how it was conceived. It's a baby. It's an image bearer of God there's no compromise on this issue. What's is going to have to happen is you're going to have to...
1: Listen, you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy because mm-hmm. 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion after a certain period of time. If
4: a- that, that's, that's, that is, that's not a pro-life position. It's not a pro-life position, says... No abortions ever. And don't buy the canard that women's lives are in danger. That's what Kirsten Welker led off with. Mr. These women, they say their lives are in danger. Uh, First of all, that is a phenomenally rare exception. And we maintain that when a woman's life is being saved and a baby's life is lost, we call that a tragedy, but not an abortion. Because an abortion is the intentional taking of an innocent human life. Don't buy the life of the mother in danger, nonsense issue. Having said that, what you're hearing from the former president is a compromise position. They're gonna, he isn't even willing to say what number of weeks, what number of months. But you can know if he's good on his word and he's elected that regarding the life issue, we will not see the abolition of mass genocide. We are going to see a compromise. Now, I'll be grateful if any baby's lives are saved. But right now, we have the ability to vet all contenders on the life issue. And if we're going to be consistent in our worldview regarding the life issue, we would have to say what, what you're hearing from the former president is not acceptable. This is Wretched Radio. John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25 you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org Bible wretched.org Bible to join the Masters Academy International. Hey,
2: hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. We are grateful for those of you who have donated to us in the past, and you have helped us in our mission of standing firm in the gospel by reaching millions of people all over the world. Your donations and your giving have been a blessing to us, but can I be honest with you for a moment? We want more of you. Kind of like that old friend who just will not stop asking you to come to their backyard barbecue, but we're asking for a good reason. We need you to come alongside us as an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner. Why? Well, because we believe in the power of standing firm together. Coming a to Gospel partner is not just about supporting our ministry financially either. It's about joining together in our mission to preach the gospel, equip people to preach the gospel, and strengthen the local church. It's about being a part of something that is bigger than yourself and making an eternal impact in the lives of others. Just visit wretched.org donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel.
4: $500 per month? If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit slash wretched, slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 84434 Bible, 84434 Bible, 84434 Bible. Important dates in Christian
0: history. 387 A.D. Augustine of Hippo is converted. His writings became bedrock for the Middle Ages and were influential in the Reformation. The Confessions and City of God are still read by many. This is Wretched Radio with Todd
1: Friel.
5: A federal ban landed on your desk if you were re-elected. Would you sign it at 15? Are you weeks?
1: talking about a complete ban?
5: A ban at 15 well,
1: weeks.
4: Well, people, people. Uh-oh. This is wretched radio. I could be wrong, but I thought that was a yes or no sort of question. <laughs> and the answer actually wasn't vague. Donald Trump sat down on Meet the Buzzsaw to be interrogated. They might Waterboarding would have been more pleasant. Wow, do they go after anybody these days? And he was pressed on his position of abortion. And we as Christians want to examine it without getting mad at one another because we must maintain our Christian consistency regarding the life issue. Our ethic does not waver. And when we are in the vetting season, we're going to vet all comers and ask, Where are you at on life? Donald Trump. I think, made his position really clear. He made it plain by not answering this particular question specifically, but also repeatedly stating, I'm going to bring both parties together and we're going to find a compromise position.
1: Starting to think of 15 weeks, that seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign uh, that? Uh, I, would, I would sit down with both sides and mm. I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace on that issue for the first time in 52 years.
4: Not if it is any week, but zero. There's no compromise on this issue. You don't compromise on murder. You don't compromise on rape. You, know, you don't compromise on abusing children. Well, we're going to come up with a number of times that a parent can beat their kids with a rock, and both parties will be happy. No, no, we won't. Furthermore, neither will the pro choice side, because they aren't going to be happy until there are no restrictions, no limitations on this. The former president, Seems to think he can bring the parties together for a compromise where I don't think there is a compromise. Uh, I'm not
1: going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSanct is willing to sign a five week and six week ban. Would you
5: support that? You
1: think I, that I goes think goes what he did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake.
4: That's telling. Why not? Why? Why is five weeks versus 15 weeks? That's always the issue. Why does time make a difference? It either is a human or it's not. That's the fundamental question. You should see Living Waters new film on the subject. It bangs this home. What is it? What is it? What is it at five weeks? A smaller version than what it is at 15 weeks versus 40 weeks. It's a baby.
1: But we'll come up with a number. But at the same time, Democrats won't be able to go out in six months, seven months, eight months and allow an abortion. And, Kristen, you have to look at this because you said no.
4: I, 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 I don't know what number he's referring to. I don't want to put words in the man's mouth. But it's kind of all over the map. Somewhere maybe 15 weeks. So we're talking about almost four months. But not after five or six or seven months? You
1: have some states that are allowed to kill the child after birth, and you can't allow that. But Mr. President...
4: Okay, that's... I agree with that. I agree with that. But I don't agree that there should be some sort of random number that determines who gets to live and who gets to die.
5: Again, no one is calling for a child to be killed after birth.
4: that's just not true. No
5: one's calling for that. But you have legislation. So let me just ask listen, me you: Listen, you have
1: legislation in certain states where it's allowed. Mr. President, the governor of Virginia, previous governor, who was a whack job, I call him the Michael Jackson governor. No one's
4: talking that about governor. Their
1: platform. I want to know what me, that governor said. said. You can kill the baby after birth. Hey,
4: Jimmy, you listen to this. What his tone? Other other than whatever the Michael Jackson reference was. I have to tell you, I he's 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 up against a, a combatant to be certain. I, I don't think he's being obnoxious here. Did you? Uh, I, I'm not. I, I think he's like, hey, the, you're, you've got legislate. This is the reality. I I, I I'm not picking up that tone. Right. Well, are um, are you are you getting that vibe?
2: I think maybe I'm just. Um uh, the the constant back and forth, oh,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an acrimonious yeah. I, I, but I don't think he, that he was the one that caused it. right. I think he would have been happy to answer the questions. He's never concerned about giving his opinion. She's the one who made this such a buzzsaw. saw. the
5: president, this is about what you would do if you were reelected. As you know, you upset we will anti- agree to a number Let
1: of me- weeks, which will be where both sides will be happy. We have to bring Let's the say- country together and
4: this is fascinating as a journalist. She's now heard her answer multiple times, moveon.org. And you say, then, Fria, why aren't you moving on.org? Because I say, I think it's important that we hear this because this is the fellow who's leading the way when it comes to our next president, potentially. Where's he at on the life issue? If he just kind of said it sort of once, you'd go, well, possibly. Well, but another time he said, second time third time. And as you're going to hear a fourth and fifth time.
5: Mr. President, when you talk about negotiating, I think a lot of people think to themselves, this is an issue that they care about, I deeply care about it in too. their hearts. Oh, I and care they know too. where they stand and they want to know where you stand. As you know, some anti-abortion groups are really looking for some clarity from you. So let me just ask you to put a fine point on this.
4: Anti-abortion groups, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. No longer pro-life or anti-women's health.
5: Should the federal government impose any abortion restrictions, or should it be completely left up to the states? No, I don't think you should have... I don't think you should be allowed to have
1: abortions well into a pregnancy. But what about the question we're going I just going to asked agree. You? No, we're going to agree to a number of weeks or months or hours. define it. And both sides are going to come together. And both sides both sides. And this is a big statement. Both sides will come together. And for the first time in 52 years, you'll have an issue that we can put behind us. Fe-
4: Not a chance. Not a chance. Neither side will be happy. You say, okay, we got it. Five times. Was it four or five times that we're up to? Yeah, five. Yeah, more coming.
1: Uh, it could be state or it could be federal. I don't frankly care.
5: So you're not committed to a ban at the I federal level? I will say level. this.
1: Everybody, uh, including the great legal scholars, love the idea of Roe v. Wade terminated so it be brought back to the states.
5: It I mean, sounds like that's what you think, too, that well, it should I, remain I would, a state I will say be.
1: this. From a pure standpoint, from a legal standpoint, I think it's probably better but i can live with it either way it's much more important the number of weeks is much more important but something Mm -hmm. will happen with the number of weeks the Mm -hmm. amount of time Mm -hmm. after which you can't do it and you know what that would be six the most uh, the most powerful people that are anti-abortion are okay with that now.
5: And you know what? They weren't okay with that even a year ago. Your former vice president, Mike Pence, believes that a fetus should have constitutional rights. Do you believe that, Mr. Well, president? Well,
1: Mike Pence said something about 15 weeks too, which was a big change for Mike Pence. Because-
4: I, I I don't know about that. You'll, you'll, you'll have to do the research on that yourself. But we're going to continue to listen by the way, not edited, to hear the repetition that the former president would like to find a compromise of weeks regarding the taking of an innocent human life.
1: Mike Pence had no exceptions. I have exceptions, by the way. I think people should have exceptions. I think if it's rape or incest or the life of the mother.
4: Hold on a second. I know that these issues are fraught with emotions. So, please don't hear radio talk as an individual who is not aware of the wickedness of rape. But we still have to deal with the reality. It's a human being, it's a life. Why do we punish the baby and not the criminal? Is it hard? Of course it is. Is it difficult? No questions about it. But if we're going to become pragmatic, nobody's life is safe. When you have exceptions for the beginning of life, you're going to have exceptions for the end of life. That there are acceptable times when we can terminate a person. It's more than a slippery slope. We want to talk sensitively about this, but we cannot compromise when it comes to an image bearer's life. I think you have
1: to
5: have exceptions. Does the fetus have constitutional rights? And, Mr. and a lot of
1: people, when they don't have exceptions, now I will tell you that I think most people, most Republicans, are willing. Uh, you go life of the mother, mm-hmm. rape, incest. I think most of them are are there.
5: But
4: should a fetus? No, we're not there. We still want to defend life. And the life of the mother issue is a f- total canard.
5: Have constitutional
1: rights, Mr. President. Well, just... I don't know. I don't know what he's saying, because before he wanted it, You know, you couldn't have a. But what school. are you saying? Now all of what a do sudden, you think? Excuse me. Now... He's
4: answered the question seven times, madam. All of a sudden he's saying 15 weeks. I said, wow, where did
1: that come from? That's a radical change. Look. Something is going to happen that's going to be good for everybody. And that's what I'm, I'm almost like a mediator in this case.
4: Nope, there's no mediation. I believe that was eight times. Am I trying to put a nail in this man's coffin? No, I'm trying to point out that when it comes to the life issue, as we examine this particular politician, this is woefully sub-life. This is, with the exceptions with the acting as a moderator and a mediator between those who want to take the life of children any time that they want to prior to birth and even after birth, to those of us who say, no, you can never take the life of an innocent human being after conception. Will we be consistent Christians? Or will we not? Discuss this is Wretched Radio.
2: And it's now time for a wretched news break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, in a world where identity often seems as malleable as, I don't know, Plato, hundreds of people identifying as dogs recently gathered at the Berlin train station to advocate for their rights. The event was organized by a group called Canine Beings and featured activities like howling and barking. Uh, Experts categorized the individuals as therians, differentiating them from furries who simply enjoy wearing animal costumes. There are experts in this field. Uh, You know, the jobs that just didn't exist when I was a kid. You can pretty much be an expert in whatever you want these days, can't you? But moving to a more serious note, the Taliban has detained 18 workers from the International Assistance Mission in Afghanistan, including one American. The detentions occurred in two separate raids on September 3rd and again on September 13th. The Taliban is accusing them of promoting Christianity. Yeah, that's what Christians do, promote Christianity. The IAM is seeking assistance from organizations to help free the detained individuals. And I would ask, and I'm sure IAM is also asking, please pray for these 18 workers and all of our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world. And now to Georgia. Andy Stanley's North Point Community Church is hosting the Unconditional Conference. It's a two-day event that, quote, supports parents of lgbtq children al moeller has previously voiced concerns about the conference as he points out that the list of speakers lean more toward a quote inclusive theology rather than traditional biblical teachings moeller also notes that this is not the quote quieter middle space that the conference claims to be in other news in southern Kaduna state in nigeria felati herdsmen have recently attacked a village killing 15 Christians while kidnapping 32 others. Nigeria tops the charts in Christians killed for their faith with over 5,000 deaths reported this year alone. Again, as I told you earlier, please make sure that you're continuing to pray for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters all over the world. And lastly, this should be some positive news no no it's not the u.s national debt has rocketed past 33 trillion dollars treasury secretary janet yellen says the debt is manageable others not quite that positive or optimistic as yellen seems to be house republicans did have a plan at one point in time but it seems to be stuck right now Physical responsibility? Yeah, we're not finding very much of that in Washington these days. That's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books
0: of the Bible. 2 Samuel tells about King David's reign over Israel. Even though David was a man after God's heart, he still gave in to temptation and suffered bitter consequences. Yet David repented of his sin and was forgiven by God. Remember, there is only one perfect and faultless king, Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio
4: with Todd Friel. From fives and fives to twos and twos, this is Wretched Radio. If you are not tuned out yet, which actually would indicate you're not hearing my voice. The point is, if you're not already annoyed based on what you just heard, you're probably going to get a wee bit agitated in what you're about to hear. Why? You're going to hear a Mormon, a.k.a. Glenn Beck, debate a Roman Catholic apologist. He's a YouTuber named Taylor Marshall, appearing on The Glenn Beck Show, talking about denominationalism and Jesus' attitude toward those who who have wonky theology. It's a train wreck is what it is, (laughs) but we're going to listen anyway, because we need to be convictional Protestants. We need to stand by what the Bible says, not tradition, not the pearl of great price, not the Book of Mormon, what does the Bible say about the importance of theology? There's another reason this might agitate you a lot because even you happen to be one of those individuals who also podcast this here Wretched Radio program and you speed us up. Well, enjoy this sped up interview. I put it to 1.5 speed just because it's just so... What's the word I'm looking for? insufferable so if you're one of those who speeds us up get ready for the chipmunks you believe god is our loving father absolutely we're his children 100 are you going to exclude your children because they went to the wrong institution as long as their heart was in the right place well there it is glenn beck as long as you're sincere it doesn't matter what you believe i mean do you really think that god looks at the catholics and says you guys are good the rest, tons of, of back Yeah, Yeah, but that is actually the position of the Roman Catholic Church. You cannot be saved unless you are under and in the Roman Catholic Church. No, I know Absolutely that. Right. I know yeah. that. But, but, but I mean, yeah. but, but God made each of us with individual fingerprints. I can't understand how he could then say, but you have to believe. I mean, there's believe in Jesus Christ. Right. Do the things that are the gateway change your ways, accept the atonement. By the way, did you hear the works loaded into that? Basically, what Glenn Beck is giving to you is a Mormon understanding of the essentials. Those aren't the Christian and biblical understanding of the essentials. You do have to believe rightly. And it's interesting that Glenn is saying, yeah, you've, you've got to believe in Jesus, but that's the limitation. So here's the fallacy of what he just presented. He did draw a line. He just doesn't draw it far enough. Who is it that set the terms regarding Christology? And the answer is Christ himself. If you read the Gospel of John, it is replete. Jesus entered into a theological debate with Pharisees, whom he judged and said, you're outside of the kingdom. You make people twice the sons of hell that you are. Why? Because they were holding to the traditions of men, not what the Bible said. Furthermore, they did not accept him. And therefore they did not know the father either. So who is the one that's concerned about Christology? The answer is Christ. But, but I have to sing these hymns because they're in this church and not in this church. Or I have to accept this done in this way when it really is pretty much the same over here just different language. Well, I wonder if he says that about politics. Does Glenn Beck say Democrats basically the same thing? What are we squabbling about? They're 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 about political party. So You're going to exclude them? I find this fascinating, and I actually find it pretty regularly that there are Christians who are willing to divide with people over politics, but not theology. I'm pretty certain Glenn's willing to divide over politics.
3: God is, I'm not, so I'm not a Christian. So so Jesus instituted one church. He didn't say, if you guys don't like those hymns, or you don't guys guys like the color of that carpet, or if you guys disagree on this or that, go and start. (sighs) Paging strawmen, paging strawman. Go register your own nonprofit and create a new church and a new church and a new church. He says that they will know you by your love for one another.
4: I do not understand his train of thinking there. That just I I thought he was going to say that they will know you by your unity. You that, that that you're all in one big happy Roman Catholic church. I I just I
3: right. He talks about Every, the unity. And the church was united for a very long it time. We've gotten this idea of every time I disagree with someone, I'm going to start a new sect, a new. Ch- uh,
4: har- hardly how it goes down. I grant you, there have been many rather unsubstantial and unnecessary divisions, but it's hardly over minuscule things. Church. So and one, we have to say. So, so hang on. one church, right? But that I believe the Lord was speaking about the people who followed Him. Okay, the church. Yes. People think of a church as an institution and four walls. It's not. That's pretty good. He's right. And that is where that Roman Catholic apologist has a presupposition to make his argument. His understanding of a church is indeed a zip code, an address with a structure, with a hierarchy, with systems, with rituals. That's what makes a church a church. Glenn is actually right on this. We believe that those who are indeed born again and have correct Christology, among other things. That is the true church. So we'll give props where props are due. It's the whole world and the people that are following in his way. Um, I mean, I I can't imagine you're saying Martin Luther shouldn't have nailed those things to the, to the door. Uh, it, it was the theses to the church door in Wittenberg. His demands, I mean, Martin Luther, there's some bad stuff about Martin Luther. Yeah. Bad. There's also some bad stuff, you know, from Catholics and every religion has it. So I'm not singling it out. I wonder if you would be willing to say his own judge because, wow, Mormon history is replete, starting with the founder. But, you know, when you're selling indulgences or Council of Nicaea putting things together and saying this is the way it is, this is what is going to be in the approved gospel. Now kill everybody and destroy everything else. Come on. <laughs> well, first of all. It was not the Council of Nicaea. It was the Council of Trent, which did indeed anathematize those who believe in grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Those documents are still in place, by the way, and so are indulgences. That's not the way Christ would have done it. Yeah, I mean, like to take the case of loose there. Well, hold on a second. Would Christ have done it? Does Christ anathematize anyone? The answer is absolutely We don't say that joyously. I'm just responding to his wrong theology. Of course, Jesus did. He did it with the Pharisees in the marketplace, in front of people. Furthermore, the books of the Bible that he inspired, inspired, let them be anathema. People who do not have correct Christology. What, What did Paul say about the Judaizers who wanted to add works to faith? That they are condemned. Uh, Glenn's understanding of Jesus' attitude toward the importance of theology is woefully lacking, but there's a reason for that. It's because his theology does not align with what the Bible clearly teaches. He, he almost has to take this position. He puts the 95 thesis on the door at Winberg
3: in Latin for an academic scholastic discussion. That's what our professors did in the 1500s. I mean, wait, now they have
4: substacks and podcasts and stuff, but that was kind of the way things were done. And- Jimmy, I do have to say. This dude has a really good voice. He does have a really good he got voice. got a really good set of pipes. <laughs> and even like
3: up to two, three years after that, he still identifies himself as a Catholic sure. and is engaging in these. The problem happens is I think it's... In-
4: well, hold on a second. It was longer than that. Jimmy, when yeah. did we celebrate the 500th anniversary? Uh, 2017. All righty. So that would be the day that we celebrate when he nailed the 95 Theses to the church door at Wittenberg, 1517. When did he stop calling himself a Roman Catholic? I believe it was in 21 when he got booted. Right, he was still trying to reform the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church anathematized him. 15, 19,
3: or 20. He goes into the public squares, burns the documents, burns the writings of say, Thomas Aquinas, and says, yeah. "You know, here I stand," and all that.
4: Uh, I, that, that was the Diet of Worms. Nevertheless, I don't. I don't think that our Lord
3: Jesus Christ wanted us battling it out and anathematizing and condemning one another
4: odd infinitum for centuries but unnecessarily of course not but of course jesus said we divide over theology there, there needs to be a way in which
3: we come to a well the scripture says one mind one mind mm-hmm. in christ mm-hmm. saint paul says the renewal yeah. mind
4: that just did that, that makes my point we have to have one mind about jesus so if you have different understandings about jesus we're not of one mind hence the divisions um, they say
3: in acts chapter two that they came together for the breaking of the bread the prayers and the teaching of the apostles they were all united i mean this is apostolic ancient
4: christianity and you know well, he was trying to tie the roman catholic church back through peter and the apostles right there, there 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 was there was one mind initially but we humans our minds are busted we do indeed sometimes divide over issues that are not essential but some of that is a practical issue. It's very difficult for some people with different theologies on secondary issues to actually get along with other people when it comes to the reality of church life. You, you can have some of those differences of opinion. This, this, is, this is kind of disappointing, I don't mind telling you, because it first of all, it's not using the referee. It's using church history. It's being formed by informed by Mormon theology, and this is what the Protestant Reformation really was about, and the issue is authority. Who's the head of the church? Jesus Christ. What is his rule book? It is the Bible, and the Bible alone, it's not tradition. It's not the magisterium. It's, it's, it's not the temple in Utah. It's got to be the word of God. Protestant, might I ask you, are you convictional on these things? Are you set and square? Because these guys, they're very pleasant. No doubt that people listening to it are gonna, mm-hmm. oh yeah, 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 we can just lighten up on all of this theology stuff. We don't wanna become curmudgeonly Christians who are nothing but ax grinders when it comes to every jot and tittle of theology, but we're gonna be biblical Christians. Even jots and tittles can matter. Are we going to be biblical or not? That is the Protestant question. This is Wretched Radio. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds. 54,000 babies were saved. 69 ultrasound machines were placed. with trained specialists, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with pre-born, Please consider supporting preborn at preborn.org slash wretchedpreborn.org slash wretched.
2: You know, what used to be a movie is now our sad reality. We're living in a world that's gone absolutely bonkers. So much so that six mads just aren't enough to describe it. Social media may be bombarding us left and right, our Christian worldview may be under assault, but we have the dynamic duo of Todd Friel and Dr. Nathan Buznitz, and they're coming to the rescue with Wretched World. View 2, tackling 22 of those pesky, thorny, contemporary issues through a biblical lens, helping us to defend the biblical view on things like sexuality and gender, critical race theory, modesty and apparel, persecution, secular entertainment, environmentalism, 22 issues to be exact. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to Wretched.org, grab your copy of Wretched Worldview 2. And hey, while you're there, snag that study guide too, because it's the perfect companion for now navigating this mad, 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 mad world with wisdom
4: and grace. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa, Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched.
0: Titles of Christ. In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the Advocate. When we as God's redeemed people sin, Jesus is our Advocate before the Father. It is on the basis of Christ's righteousness that we are saved, not our own works. This is Wretched Radio with
4: Todd Friel. Don't blame me, blame Jimmy. This is Wretched Radio. I was done. (laughs) <laughs> With the debate between the Mormon and the Catholic, but no, you just pull us back in. What were your comments during the break?
2: Uh, did he? I'm just wondering about the the conversation about the many denominations there are, yeah. and the statement that uh, that's always kind of bothered me because I know I know that there is a purpose for the denominations. I know I get it, I, but it and I know Jesus is the way, the one way. There's there's one church, and their intent. He intends for there to be one way there's no other way to the Father but through him but to say that uh, there's no purpose for denominations I don't get it. I mean because the way I look at it is did he the, the purpose of the denominations is to keep some blind is that not correct? Well there
4: there, uh, there can be individuals denominations have been founded because their church has become uh, apostatized they they have walked away from truth and it's like well we got to go some let's start up our thing. These are kind of our dynamics, so let's do this because we reject the p- trajectory of a denomination that is becoming heretical. So, yeah, I would say there's that. Then our, we Denominations, I don't think, are the ideal, but we live in a time— Jesus gave us hints to this when he talked about wheat and tares, wise virgins, foolish virgins— In other words, true converts, false converts, that there's going to be people inside of the church. You're you're going to have people who believe wrongly, who are living ungodly lives that aren't true members of his church. And so that is at least one of the places where we get our understanding that the church universal, not in a building, not with a denominational title, but all of those who do and believe rightly in the essentials of the Christian faith. That is the church. And it would indeed be ideal if we knuckleheads would get along on everything. But the reality is we're still knuckleheads. And I think that Jesus also anticipated that in his high priestly prayer in John 17, that they would be united, help them to be united. Is it true that there have been some silly squabbles? Of course it's true. But that doesn't mean you can just broad brush all of denominational history and say they were all ridiculous and they were all unnecessary. They weren't. And Jimmy, I think your point of identifying a denomination that's wonky is a valid point. That it's a good I can point to the Jehovah's Witnesses and say if somebody is is proclaiming and adhering to the dogma of J. Dubs there outside of orthodoxy. That's convenient. So you could say, that is up. We're marking those which cause division so we can avoid them. I've always seen denominations, though, really more as a concession of God. Because in heaven, we're not going to be having theological debates. We're going to know. We're going to know rightly. Until then, we strive and our Broken brains, which are not yet glorified, are going to come up with differences of opinion. It's not because God's word isn't clear, it is crystal clear. We're the ones who goof it up. And I think, by way of concession, almost like divorce, God says, have denominations. Otherwise, you're just going to be squabbling and you're not going to get any work done. And there is a practical issue regarding denominations. There are just some issues that make the life of the church unhealthy because of differences. So for instance, Glenn Beck, I would say who's having this debate with the Roman Catholic. All right, Glenn, you're saying that there is no specific true church, as long as we're just kind of close on some stuff and we really, really mean it and we're genuine about it, then we're all good to go, fine. Then become a Catholic. And he would say, no, No, I'm a Mormon. And I would say, well, it doesn't matter. So just jump ship. He would cling to his, well, we'll be gracious and call it a denomination. But if we forced Glenn to go to a Roman Catholic church, Glenn, we're taking you at your word. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever. You're going to a Roman Catholic church. How would it work having a Mormon inside of a Catholic church? It would be a disaster. He would be bristling constantly. And so would the Catholics when he speaks up in Sunday school. It just can't work. And so I think by way of concession, God says, form your denomination. But one day, we will be in unity. We will fully understand these things rightly in every regard. Until then, that does not mean we do not stop Contending for the faith earnestly given one time, one time, Glenn, one time to the Roman Catholic apologist. It's the Bible. We're gonna, we're gonna contend for that because it does matter. And so denominations, I agree with you, Jimmy. I they they do play. I think, I think they help the body. I just don't think that they're ideal. Yeah. Right. It would it would it would be better, of course, if everybody believed exactly the way that I do. That's exactly and right. And then we would all get along just fine. Denomina- now, here's another thing about denominations. It allows us to really codify at a at a deeper level where we're at on a lot of these issues. Here's a convenience for you. You're going to go to a church. What's going on inside of those four walls? Well, if it says Episcopalian, you got a really good idea. Again, some benefits, just not the ideal. Speaking of Episcopalians, Jimmy, mm, did I mention we were in Minnesota? You did over the last several days. Should have, should have crossed. Actually, did cross the border into Hudson, Wisconsin. Gotta tell you, Hudson's got it going on. It's a nice river town. It was a glorious night. There are about three days in the in the Midwest. Oh man, what will the weather be like in heaven on the New Earth? like a fall day in Minnesota. It was mid-70s, very low humidity. We were on the river in that really cool boating town of Hudson, Wisconsin. We should have kept driving so that we could have gone to Wapaka, where they're having at the Episcopalian Church, Beatles Mass, not bugs, Beatles. You know, it's been a hard day's night. The long and winding road, you know, those Beatles. Beatles mass. Why? Well, because they're going to be featuring the Beatle, the Beatletudes. Uh, How big of a stretch so- is that? You want to hear Beatletudes? Beetleitudes. Beetle- <laughs> beetle-itudes. <laughs> We're going to do anything to make this work. We're going to find some way to, you know who created this right here? This person. I'm guessing the person was about 70 to 80 years old who said, let's do something that will be contemporary and relevant In his world, but how are you gonna revitalize a church by attracting people who like the Beatles? I'll bet if you would ask most kids these days, even in their 20s, do you know what the Beatles are? I'll bet most wouldn't even have a clue. Isn't that a, these churches typically, see evangelical churches, we're about two decades better. The Episcopalian church attracting people who are alive well and loving the Beatles in the 60s. Evangelical churches, they try to attract people who are alive and well in the 80s. Because that's typically the type of shenanigans they import when it comes to music. ACDC Sunday, Duran Duran Sunday, because we're going to be cool and relevant. If you walk down the hall to the pastor's office, hey, pastor, when were you like in your early 20s? You won't be shocked when they say the 80s, because that was their time, baby. And we're going to be hip and relevant and bring in my music. This, the Episcopalian church, it is dying. Then because age and because it's gone wonky and because it's not biblical and it is not a Christian faith worth dying for. So this is, this is a really, keep to the Episcopal church, keep doing this. Keep doing it. It'll just expedite your decline. Ay, ay, ay. I had said, so, having said all of that, I had, Jimmy, did I mention I was in the Midwest? No. I had the most fascinating conversation. I just love this guy. I love, I could sit and just talk with him all day. He's so smart. He's a local pastor and he studies and he reads and he said, he said something that I found so fascinating. Ecumenism, as the world understands it, and most evangelicals, I denounce, but they're, they're we do need to understand that there are believers in other denominations besides ours, and people outside of our particular church, maybe even down the street, who are actually Christians. And this guy, whip smart, very confessional, very—you ask him what he believes, he'll tell you. You won't be confused. You're going—you're just going to know. And he's—he's—and he's, and he's not a brave. He just says it with conviction. And we're talking about the doctrine of impassibility. We were talking about the local church and does the congregation have the kingdom of the keys? What are the implications for congregationalism versus elder leadership? So cool. So this guy, I'm having that conversation, just boom, 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 boom. This is what, and he's just firm on the deal, super biblical, super conservative. And then he said to a teacher, it would be good at your Christian school if you had the kids study everybody else's catechism so that they can learn what they believe, interact with it. It'll increase their rhetoric, their speaking skills, their logic skills. And then he said this, and so that someday they'll actually be able to work with people who don't agree with them exactly. There you have it. That that hits the mark for me. Firmly convinced. And, And now, would he be broad in that? Of course he wouldn't be. But a recognition there, There can be some differences of opinion on some of these issues, and we can still be going to heaven together. Maintain your convictions. Keep contending for your convictions. But know the line between a conviction of heresy and essentials and some disputable items. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.